Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. Welcome to the Aviatrix Writer's Room. I'm Liz Booker. In this Writer's Room interview with Julie Tizard, author of The Road to Wings and two other lesbian romance novels, she talks about her writing journey, the incredible support she receives from her publishing company, Bold Strokes, and the ways in which she actively seeks inspiration for her creativity. To say for later, you cannot trust it to come again, to wait for you to find a pen and fill the paper with the message that it wants to send. So we're continuing our conversation with Julie Tizard for the Aviatrix Writers Room. And uh, Julie is the author of the lesbian romance novel set in military flight training, The Road to Wings. And she's the author of two other published novels with many other ideas in mind. So Julie, you talked a little bit about it in a book portion of our interview about how like you had read some romance and you and you were disappointed in the portrayal of you know the whole thing in the military context and wanted to do that right and that you were encouraged to write a short story and submit it to, like to walk us through this whole like idea t- to writing to publication for you okay um like i said i basically started as a fan and I was reading these novels and I thought, well, these, this is enjoyable. It's enjoyable to give myself a mental break and read something um, that's, you know, a made up story versus technical things and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, and I started reading some fan fiction. I'm a, a, I've always been a huge fan of Star Trek and uh, from the very beginning. And during the time that I was a squadron commander was when the TV show Star Trek Voyager was on TV and they had for the first time a female captain uh, in the Star Trek world, uh, Captain Janeway. And so uh, uh, there were people that started writing fan fiction, uh, stories about this. And I was reading those. And as it turns out, I had no idea this even existed. There's a whole world of people writing fan fiction and especially about uh, women writing stories about other women. A uh, whole world of uh, Xena, um, a warrior princess uh, fan fiction and Star Trek fan fiction. and there was a whole subunit uh, that wrote stories about Captain Janeway and uh, the character Seven of Nine, who was a human that became a Borg and was becoming human again. And so that was how I discovered um, amateurs, basically, who would write short stories and people would give them feedback. And um, so I wrote a short story for uh, uh, my publisher, Bullstrokes Books, and they liked it and they published it on their online um uh, blog. And then uh, the publisher Radcliffe said, um, I like your story. If you ever want to write a book, send it to me. I'll read it. And so that was the encouragement that I got. 
And then I made friends with an author who I really enjoyed, uh, a gal who writes her name, V.K. Powell. She was and is um, a writer. She's published over a dozen novels. And she was the former assistant chief of police uh, for the Greensboro, North Carolina Police Department. So I thought she, and she started writing books about, you know, police procedural books and mysteries. And I really enjoyed her writing. And I just reached out to her and I said, really enjoying your books. And if you ever include a story about a pilot, I'd be happy to volunteer as a technical advisor. And so we, we became uh, online friends and she encouraged me to write a book. And one of the things that really helped me was she was willing to look at my writing as I was going along. And she'd say, oh, you're, you're going in kind of a weird direction here. How does that match up, you know, to keep the focus on the main storyline? So, um, so I got some good encouragement and, uh, and then just finished my story. And I tried to think of things of how does this one character see things and feel things and react to things? And then changed the viewpoint of the other character. How does the other character see things and react to that? And uh, so that was just a little exercise I went through and and writing my outline on my flight plan <laughs> and then uh, sent it in. Well, let's rewind. Um, so you said that you wrote a short short story for your publisher, Bold Strokes, but how did you get connected to them in the first place? Like, how did that opportunity come about? Well, they were the, they were the, uh, they are uh, one of the largest independent publishing organizations in the U.S. And uh, they have about 130 authors, over a thousand titles. And um, uh, so those are the books that I had been reading um, from lots of different authors. And so I enjoyed the authors. I enjoyed the stories that I was reading. And so that's the publisher that I wanted to uh, connect with. So you went directly to them with uh, a short story that you had already written, or did you go with a proposal to write a short story? No, they had like an online blog. And people were encouraged to submit a short stories. So it was like, okay. hey, you know, short story Wednesday. And so I thought, hmm, what can I write a short story about? And then I came up with an idea and I typed it out and I sent it to them. And uh, so I got some feedback on, on that, and uh, which was really helpful. And I got some encouragement from some folks that read the short story and liked it. So I thought, okay, well, see where it goes from there. So it was so- they're, they're, they're a publisher that really kind of, makes an effort to reach out and connect to people. And they've uh, published books by first-time authors such as myself lots and lots of times. So they are kind of willing to take a chance on a new unpublished author. And they assigned me uh, a very experienced editor, uh, Cindy Kreesap, who helped me a great deal. And so they have uh, uh, experienced editors that help you, you know, get your book ready and pub- to be published. And I, who I learned a lot from, and my current uh, editor Shelley Thrasher has been fabulous. She's a former university English professor, so you know <laughs> um, that's always really helpful. And uh, um, so I found that their environment, and then actually when we get together, like Women's Week, we have a big event at Women's Week every year in Provincetown in October. Really fun. Uh, they do they do writing classes. So uh, the the main publisher, uh, Radcliffe, does writing classes and. I've gotten a lot out of that. And then some other author groups that I've joined, such as Romance uh, Writers of America, Golden Crown Literary Society. And so I've just been like a sponge and kind of absorbed as much as I can about writing. What an incredibly supportive community. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this is a first for me to hear that kind, that level of support for authors from a publishing house. That's wonderful. It is, yeah. 
Yeah, that's really cool. And so, you know, um, you wrote this book and then you launched into these others. What, what craft things have you learned along the way um, that you're working on uh, in your new books or that you would have changed in this book? <laughs> well, one thing I didn't really understand was conflict. And, and, it, and it was, uh, and like I said, I've never, I, I've always been a storyteller, but I never took any creative writing classes. So I never knew anything about this character's point of view and the other character's point of view and um, how that was supposed to weave together. Um, so I'd never had heard that you have to have conflict between two characters in order to propel the story forward. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I've got conflict in my book. Uh, it's an instructor and a student and they're not allowed to be together. And my editor was like, nope, that's not the right kind of conflict. <laughs> so uh, it took me a while to kind of understand that, that it's, uh, it's something uh, deep that your two main characters have to resolve together and have to overcome and, and, and how the, a conflict can propel a story forward. So that was all new to me. And I'm, I, I'm still working on that. <laughs> Well, I think that you accomplished that in this book because you had Catherine hiding, you know, her future assignment, um, you know, and and then Casey not knowing about it. And that comes to a head. And that's a spoiler. Sorry. But um, I just I, I'm struggling with that a little bit myself because I mm -hmm. my story, probably like yours, started off as like action adventure novel. And so for me, like the conflict was external, it was environmental, mm -hmm. it was, you know, so I've had to learn how to develop and I'm actually not completely there yet with my main character and her immediate circle. I don't have a lot of conflict with them because I want it to be a loving and happy environment, but mm -hmm. that's not what people want to read. <laughs> Well, and that, that was that was a challenge for me to to deal with also. And I came to uh, to understand that um, even though you might not have direct conflict between two characters, they have an internal conflict or they have, you know, something that's holding them back uh, in their past. And so that that was how I was able to kind of uh, uh, use that. Yeah, you did that well, because that's something that I just was recently able to do with my characters. And I was so excited that I got over that hump. <laughs> um, in the first part of our conversation, you talked about inspiration and how you're really focusing on that now. Say more about that. Um, well, like I said, my inspiration to start writing in the first place was being annoyed at how what a poor job somebody had done writing about a military woman pilot. So, um, but inspiration for me now is trying to find a way to communicate with words uh, the experiences that I've had as a pilot um, and the emotions that go along with that and being able to express that clearly so people will understand. But um, COVID was, was um, interesting. I had a right when I, right when I signed the contract for my second book, I had a medical issue to deal with. Uh, that took a great deal of time and attention. And I ended up having to push back my deadline for that because I thought, oh, I'll be recovering from whatever and I'll be able to finish writing. It's like, no, uh -uh. when you're recovering from a surgery or whatever, and you're taking pain pills uh, and you can't move, you can't be creative. Uh, that's right. what I learned. And so I had to get healthy again 
to be able to, to be creative and then having to stop in the middle of a project to deal with something and then start up again. Um, and so it made me think about what are the things that really inspire me? And, uh, and I get um, inspiration from a lot of things. One of them is looking at the sky. I just, you know, I look up at the sky and I see clouds. I'll see a beautiful sunset. It's like, yeah, I want to write about that. I want to write about that. I want to write about what, what it looks like to see that from 39,000 feet. And when you've been flying all night and you first see the sun come up across the horizon before anybody else does, that's, that's what I want to write about. And so people can experience that. And, and I'm inspired by music. I'm, a, I'm kind of a, a film nut. And uh, so I listen to a lot of uh, movie scores. And I, um, I was thinking about one the other day. Um, what was one? Oh, Out of Africa. Um, with the flying sequences movie. Um, and so I think about things like that and, and that recharges my batteries. And then I, I want to show you one little, little show and tell. This is a tennis ball. And I don't know if I can show it to you correctly, but it's signed by Billie Jean King. Oh, and I got man. This from Billie Jean King. I got this from Billie Jean King. And I played tennis uh, in high school. I played on the varsity team for four years, and I played in college, our college team. And Billie Jean King is, is somebody that has inspired me her whole life. I had a poster of her hanging in my dorm room uh, when she's winning Wimbledon. And uh, uh, I'm reading her current book. It's called All In, which is fabulous right now. Um, and her, her motto in life has been, go for it. And, and, I, thought, and I love that. So... Um, if I need to be inspired, that's, that's, I look for things that bring me joy, you know, like playing tennis and seeing the sky and listening to music. And that's a place that I can get my batteries recharged. And then uh, sometimes I'll go back and I'll watch uh, episodes of Star Trek and, and I'll see some, they had some really great writers on those shows. And I can see it from a viewpoint, not just as a fan, but, oh, I, I can see how the plot changes here or there's a, a, a storyline or the A and the B line and how, how a director sets up a shot. And, and I can really appreciate um, the quality of the storytelling in, in some of those shows. Oh, all of that is so great. And it's so, so directly linked to sort of my journey over the past couple of years, because like I retired in the middle of 2019 and the plan was to write full time, like, no more work, just going to write full time. And then COVID and being isolated. Um, and for me, it wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't dealing with illness. I was just dealing with the chaos of a house full of people standing in the way of me being productive. And then, and then feeling, you know, I'm trying to write books that I hope will inspire young people to want to join us in aviation. But first of all, I knew I needed therapy with my relationship with aviation after the military. And it wasn't about aviation. It was just about the, you know, politics and, and crap around it in the context of aviation that I needed to purge from my soul so I could be free to bring the positive back up. And then I also just was isolated from my women in aviation community, which really inspires me and, and uh, makes me motivated. And that's like, that's what this whole project is born of for me is finding that inspiration and it has worked for me. And then also flying and which I haven't last winter was going to be the time that I was going to get back in the plane and get going again. But then I dedicated myself to this project 
And as you know, because I've been like so excited about it all week, I just had my first flight the other day that I'm like serious. I mean, I've flown a, a few times over the past couple of years, but I'm serious about it now. And, I, you know, just on the flight the other day, flying a new aircraft and realizing like what was easy for me and where I was completely behind. And like, it's such a disorienting <laughs> feeling to be behind the plane because I was, you know, I'm you're used to being in control and knowing everything. And so, yeah, I, I came home with all this material to write about those feelings again. So mm -hmm. I am right with, there with you looking for ways to find um, our inspiration. So that's wonderful that you're working on that for yourself. Well, and that's why I, I was so excited when you decided to start the Aviatrix Book Club and, and all the people that were like, Right at the beginning, we're like, yes, yes, yes. We want to, we want to find books about women uh, and written by women. And and uh, and I was, I just thought, what a great idea! What a fabulous idea! I know it just it's supercharged, supercharged me for sure. And and it feels like other people are getting energy from it too. So that's wonderful. So um, I feel like you talked about the resources that you use, um, you know, the writing communities that you have turned to for support, critique and feedback and those kinds of things. What other advice do you have for aspiring or working writers? Well, a lot of folks um, publish books independently, and that has gotten a lot easier now. And there are some great resources for individuals that don't necessarily want to be published by a publisher because a publisher um, does have, you know, guidelines that they submission guidelines they want you to comply with. And um, uh, that's not the path necessarily that everybody wants to take. So things like um, I think it's through Amazon Publishing and uh, or Kindle Direct. Uh, there's a lot of resources on uh, finding an editor. Um, and then like you, you've taken classes, you've taken writing classes, you've gone to uh, writing workshops, um, which I'm sure you picked up some good stuff from. And uh, I got a master's degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went back well, to school and, while I was and, still on active duty. <laughs> and you know, the, the genre that I write with is, is fairly specific, but, um, that's what I'm comfortable with for right now for telling my stories in the future. I might look at a memoir or I might, you know, um, look at something else, but uh, um, yeah, the, the Romance Writers of America, I joined that organization and I went to their convention for the first time right before my book came out. They had so many resources on, and not just on uh, writing craft, like understanding point of view and understanding conflict and story construction and plot, but on marketing a book. That's a whole nother thing that I didn't know anything about. And they have a lot of information on the cover design and what a cover is supposed to communicate and how to write a blurb. You know, you've got like so many words to write a blurb and you have to be able to um, connect with the reader in some manner that makes them interested in, you know, looking at more than the blurb. So that whole piece of marketing uh, has been all new to me. So, um, uh, yeah, so there, I want to. I want to point out like one other resource that's online and accessible and it, and it really is aimed at self-published authors, but I think benefits any author. And, and I was introduced to it last year and I actually participated in um, some of their workshops. And then throughout the year, they have uh, other offerings that are very useful on all of the things that you just talked about. And it's the Women in Publishing Summit. And Alexa Bigwarf is the kind of host of it. She kind of um, facilitates everything. 
And it's excellent. It's an excellent resource and it's accessible and it's affordable. Um, and then you can go, you can pay more to get more. And all of that seems very reasonably priced as well. So, um, yeah, like for me, it's the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators that offers the same kind of community um, mm -hmm. conferences where you can go and sort of get infused with, you know, craft stuff, but then also do like speed dating with agents, which is a fun way to kind of, you know, even if that agent isn't the one that you're looking for, it's an opportunity to like pitch your book and get feedback mm -hmm. both on, you know, your pages and your pitch and see what's working. So mm -hmm. yeah, all of those resources are wonderful. And the, you said the thing about self-publishing. Yes. I, um, I think in the adult market that that is such a reasonable thing, especially if you're able to do the marketing yourself, because that's a huge component of it. But please, please, please do take the time and spend the money on an editor for sure. If you're going to go self-publishing route, this mm -hmm. like, let's just to kind of keep the quality of our stories at a level that people will want to continue reading them, you know? Yes, I learned. I've learned a great deal from my my two editors at Bold Strokes. It helped me a great deal in understanding just how to tell my story more clearly uh, to the reader. And uh, there's there's one thing that I'm, I'm continually working on. It's called Show Don't Tell. So instead of having a lecture just a lecturer describe something, you know, you have to show like the student pilot going through that experience and feeling the G forces and and uh, that that type of stuff. So that's something I'm constantly working on. Um, but it's it's kind of fun learning something new, um, and uh, you know because that was something as a pilot you're always doing. You know you're always getting check rides, you're always getting evaluated, and you're always having to take quizzes, and uh, so you're always in that learning process. And so as a retiree, uh, just to keep all the mental cylinders still firing, um, it's fun to to learn a, a new skill and a new way of communicating. Yeah. Well, and it's also fun that you're kind of combining all of those experiences in it as well and sharing them with us. It's wonderful. Well, well and I'm, I'm excited to hear about everybody else's story. I, I, you know, I, it's funny, uh, Patty Bear, um, she was a United pilot and an Air Force pilot. We worked at the same company for 30 years and we never crossed paths. And uh, so I'm just meeting her now after she's retired and she's published her amazing book. So uh, I'm, I'm just, I want to eat up everybody else's stories. I know me too. I, I, my stack is so long now. <laughs> I'll be reading the rest of my life, but I've definitely read Patty's book and it is excellent. And you need to come down to Florida while she's here. Maybe you can sneak down here for a weekend or something because she does, she splits her time, you know, uh, up North and down here and, uh, and she's right by me. So come down and well, visit. I'm sure I'm sure I will be transiting through Florida. Um, there uh, seems like there's a WAI conference in Orlando about every third year. And, True. Uh, yeah. And there was a big RWA conference I went to in Orlando. And uh, other Speaking of which, I guess now is a good time to mention for anybody who's going to be at the WAI conference in March of this year that we're going to be holding um, a writer's panel. And Julie's going to be on it with a bunch of other fabulous authors and, you know, we're only going to have an hour in the panel. So we're going to just hit the wave tops there, but you can meet Julie and all these other authors at WAI if you're there. 
Well, Julie, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time for the interview and I appreciate the time that you put into writing this book. Uh, and I look forward to reading your others. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Liz.